Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. And of course, make sure you're listening to all of our wonderful hosts every week, whether it's Dave Ibrahim or Amy Audebert or Erica Ayala. So much goodness coming to you every single week. Really excited to be a part of it. Thank you all for listening. I am thankful to you guys for making this your Women's Basketball Podcast home. I'm pre-recording this. I'm recording it on Wednesday. And I'll be honest with you, that's taking a real chance because the schedule, the world, it keeps changing minute by minute. As I'm recording this on Wednesday morning, I am not watching the Rutgers versus Monmouth game I plan to watch this morning. That was postponed. supposed to happen Friday, as in today, when you're listening to this. Hopefully it is. Hopefully everyone's healthy and they're able to play basketball at the Rutgers Athletic Center, which is a place I dearly love. It's a sport I dearly love. It's filled with people who deserve better than what 2020 has provided. So in that way, it is a microcosm for the world. I'm here with a couple of conversations I think are going to prove helpful. I hope they do. I certainly enjoyed them, and I think you will also. One is with Diamond Miller, the great sophomore at University of Maryland, remarkably capable, talented wing, doing some things already that you'd expect of an upperclassman. Let me talk about her game, her development, where she wants to go from here. Really worth your time. Everyone from New Jersey is worth your time, but especially Diamond Miller. And the great Katie Benson, the sharpshooting, journalism, master's degree, earning guard from University of Maryland, here to talk about what she intends to do with the Terps after spending the first part of her career at Harvard, and what's next. So I hope you enjoy them both. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that vaccine comes sometime soon so we can get back to normal and enjoying the game we love. There we go, Diamond. Hi, it's Howard Megdahl. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Greetings from New Jersey. <laughs> Thank you. New I, Jersey natives. Oh, we I know. Together. We got to get together. It's true. It's true. So, place I want to start is... Your game evolved even exponentially over the course of, of the season last year, and it felt like you were finding your footing um, late in the year. Take me through, if you could, sort of how comfortable you felt and what you felt like you missed out on not getting a chance to show that in March. Oh my God. March was a really killer for me, especially because I was just feeling like I was getting my groove. I was feeling way comfortable. And it took me a long time to get comfortable, but I got comfortable kind of good timing, March Madness, and I was just really excited to show how good I could be, how good I am. It's just unfortunate, but I have all season to show what I am, and I'm really excited 
really can't dwell on opportunities I didn't get because everybody didn't get that opportunity. There's other people from other teams that were just in my position, and I feel for those girls, but this year is a new year, so just move on. And, I mean, for you, so I watched you dominate in high school, so I, so I, I knew what Maryland was getting long ago. And so you now have an opportunity here to chart your course and build what is a game that already looks like, and there are certainly people at the next level have taken notice, like a WNBA type of game. So how much were you watching the bubble over the summer, and in what ways are you feeling like, you know, here's where my game fits in? I was watching it. Me and my teammates, we were tuned in almost every game. Like, I think some of the games were early, so we had practice or whatever, but sure. even those games were like checking our phones for the game, what's happening. And I see some of the girls in the WNBA, and I'm like, hey, that looks like. That was like me. Like mm-hmm. I could play in those type of positions and do those type of things. So I'm just really excited. And can I, can I ask you, was this summer the first summer you felt that way, or have you felt that way for a while? Um, honestly, it just started to hit just because um, freshman year was a lot of up and down. So I was just in my head a lot. And sure. this summer, when I was working out, getting better, I'm like, why not me? Why can I not? Why? Can't I be in those positions to be successful and to go to the pro? I honestly think I really want to go to the lead, and I honestly think I'm really capable of going to the lead, and I just have to perform the way I know I can perform. So, I, I mean, clearly your game translates in that way. I mean, as a positionless player, as somebody who wreaks havoc on the defensive end, what do you see as the missing elements to your game? And, and look, you got time to get there, right? But, yeah. like, what what are those things? and 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 I guess what's sort of next on that checklist as you I sort of say this is where I need to get to. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting stronger. I mean, those girls are big, yeah. and learning how to like work on my mid range a little bit more, defense, staying in front of the girls, and never take a uh, possession off. Those girls who are pros don't stop. Mm-hmm. They have a motor that's just unstoppable, and you can't take possessions off and. That's why I'm trying to get to, like, even, like, little possessions that, like, not getting that rebound when I could have got it. Like, all that little stuff, you might not think matters, but it matters. And just keep going, never stopping, and always having that motive. So, yeah. I mean, something so statistically that a lot of teams will look at is they'll say, all right, defensively, what is their steal percentage like? What is their block percentage like? Yeah. You were already north of 2% steal percentage, north of 3% block percentage as a freshman. I mean, those are numbers that indicate not just um, effort, but, you know, ability to maximize that effort too, right? Is is shooting from distance next? Like, you, you are already at 31.5%, so it's not like you're not capable of doing this stuff already, and yeah. you're doing it as a freshman. Yeah, just elevating my game, you know. <clears throat> you can't stay in one spot for too long. It's yeah. weird. So I'm just always trying to work on my game, elevating, working on turnarounds, uh, just working on simple things to help me uh, elevate and to be ready for the next level. And, yeah, working on my game to consistency as well, just trying to be an all-around player and do it as best as I can. The the comp that you hear a lot of people talk about um, is, is Diamond to Shields as it relates to your game. Um, but – you know, Diamond's a terrific player. It's all, all due respect yeah. to her. 
your your shooting efficiency is ahead of where she was. Your steal percentage, your block percentage is ahead of where she was, and you are num- numerically a better rebounder at this point in your career. I just I wonder if you have a different comp in mind, or if it, you know when you're watching this summer, who was the one who was most like that's the type of game that I can be. I like watching DeWanda Bonder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, she I know she's a little taller than me, but uh, I like the way she plays a lot just because people say I'm skinny, quotation mark. <laughs> I don't think I'm skinny, but everybody says I'm skinny. And she's really skinny, too, and she dominates the game. I love the way she plays. Like, she is a dog. I love that about her. Mm-hmm. So... I like the way she plays, and I feel like I could do what she does. I mean, she brings up the ball. She shoots the three. She she uh, attacks the basket, gets in once, gets scores, pushes it in transition. She does everything that I'm capable of doing. So I just love to watch her play, and I admire her game a lot. No, I, I think it's a great comp, to be honest with you. And, and, <laughs> and then just, like, beyond, beyond the court even, right, just as you think through this 2020 craziness, right, how – how do you set goals for yourself during a time where it's difficult? And, you know, Brenda's talked about this and, and several of your teammates. It's difficult to look beyond the day-to-day. What, how do you do it? Um, I have a goal in life, and I want to get there. So the day-to-day shenanigans that are happening with COVID and stuff don't really affect me hmm. because I know that I've been doing this for a long time anyway, and I know that, Every day I have to work out to get better for the end goal. I'm not thinking about just COVID this season. I'm thinking beyond that. So you had to work out every day. There's no stopping because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I know that's weird to me that people were stopping. I was working out outside. Like there's so many things you could do. And so, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really, it didn't really affect me that much. I mean, of course it was weird. I was at, at, uh, at school. I was at home, but you roll with the punches and you just keep pushing, honestly. So that's what I did. Spoken. Everybody was going through it. So what can I do, you know? Spoken like a true Jersey product. Well, <laughs> Diamond, I appreciate your time. All the time you were at a different program, but nice, nice to chat with you again. Yes, yes. Um, so I want to talk to you, if I could, about where your game is and where it's going. And so, you know, I've looked at your game as one that obviously can be immensely valuable, not just at this level, but when when you look to pursue it at the next level, whether it's the fact that, you know, you're, you're moved from shooting 45.6% from three, the fact that you have limited turnovers significantly over your career uh, while running the game. I wonder when you thought about coming to Maryland, what you wanted your next step to be and whether the professional level is sort of next on your agenda. Well, Choosing Maryland has was really focused on, my decision was really focused on this one year, um, just because I wanted to finish strong, right? I have this one last year of eligibility, and I wanted to be part of a great basketball program, a great person program, and just really enjoy and cherish the last year. That being said, Maryland does give me a unique opportunity to, if I want to pursue the professional level, I am able to, mm-hmm. right? But I really just want to, day by day, even with this pandemic, just have fun and enjoy basketball 
just because my teammates, my coaches, we all just love the game and we love being together. So that's just really what's on my mind right now. Well, so part of this obviously is it looks like now that decision, not that there was any way to know this, is giving you an opportunity you otherwise wouldn't have had, for instance, if you stayed uh, at Harvard. So, I mean, when you heard about this, have you thought about that, about just in what's a crazy 2020 year, it seems like something that has worked out to your benefit in that way, right? Yes. I mean, when I heard the news that I might get an extra year, that was just, it blew my mind, right? Because I'm having a lot of fun here and now I can just, you know, have another fun year, right? Mm -hmm. And I just take advantage of the blessing that this tragedy and this pandemic has given me, right? It's almost like a silver lining, right? This pandemic has hit all of us hard, whether it's been mentally, psychologically, financially, whatever it's been, this might be a little silver lining and something to look forward to. I understand your major in journalism, or or rather you're getting your master's in journalism. And so I guess I wonder, as, as a fellow writer, have you thought about writing about this experience, you know, what has that been, has it been inspiring for you in that way? And have you thought about sort of covering it in that inside way that other people wouldn't be able to? My mom always jokes that I should (laughs) just write about my experience because it's been almost a roller coaster, especially with this pandemic. Um, So it's been a joke running through my family, but now that I'm in this program and I'm improving my writing, it's become a little bit more serious and something that I could actually accomplish. Sure. Uh, I haven't started or anything, but it might be on the horizon. When you approach this season emotionally, you know, I've, I was talking to Chloe about this a little while ago, and, and Brenda's spoken about this really since the spring. It's been about sort of going day by day. And I wonder how you do that. What are your methods for doing so? Because it's in all of our nature, I think, to look ahead. Yes, yeah, it's it's been difficult and it's been an adjustment, right? But I think we all do a great job of just, when we show up to practice, our mind is set on that practice, mm-hmm. right? That drill, that, I don't know, that shot, whatever it is, that mm-hmm. play. Um, but our inclination is to look forward forward to the future right so when we do that because it's we will end up doing that it has to be positive Mm -hmm. right we have to think we might not play in november or we will play in november um we will have a championship so that each and every day we can prepare as if that will happen Mm -hmm. right we'd much rather be over prepared than under prepared um but Really, we just try to ground ourselves in the present and just keep each other accountable in that way as well. So what does success look like then? You know, when, when you when you sort of set those goals for yourself, for a team, you know, you're always looking to play for a championship. But this is very different. You know, I, we were talking to Jay Wright, the, the Villanova men's coach, a few, few weeks ago, and he was talking about just getting to be with his players every day was what he'd feel like would be success, which, you know, I mean, they, they win championships at Villanova, and you win championships at Maryland. That's part of how it goes. But, I mean, how, how much does that change for you personally and, and as a team when just staying on the court feels like a victory, right? 
Yes, definitely, especially in this time, in the midst of a pandemic, just to be out here um, has seemed like a victory. Even when we were able to take off our masks via the professional's um, say and recommendation, like that was a small victory. We all cheered and screamed, sure. right? So even just taking advantage and enjoying those little victories along the way has really helped us stay positive and stay looking forward to the future. Mm-hmm. That being said, a championship is still our long-term goal, mm-hmm. right? So everything we do is towards winning a championship. If we don't get there because of a pandemic, then we did everything in our control, and that's all we can do. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, because I'm not going to monopolize you when the great Amber Dodd is here. I want to get those <laughs> things still. But I have, But when you think beyond uh, COVID-19, and it's all done, and we're able to find a return to normal. What's the first thing you're most excited about doing that the restrictions haven't allowed us to do now? I'm excited to play in front of fans, right? So Coach B has talked so positively about the Maryland fan base and just how great they are, how loud they are. And that kind of environment is what big-time basketball, Big Ten basketball is. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited for that. For sure. Well, Katie, it's it's a pleasure chatting with you here and always, and 